here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Thursday. It's KHON to go. Weather, Kelly Simek. Aloha, everybody. Good morning and happy Thursday. Setting up to be a nice one for today, our trade wind flow. It's here and blowing strong. And along with our trade winds come a few trade showers. But with the dry, stable air mass that we have in place, we're not expecting much in terms of rainfall. It's going to be a really gorgeous one with plenty of sunshine and with lower humidity levels. That's the big news because yesterday we did finally see those stronger wind speeds return. Winds were blowing up to about 20 miles an hour. And for today, we're going to be seeing similar wind speeds. So humidity levels will be very comfortable. We're going to be tracking a few of those, again, trade showers for windward sides, but with the upper level stability that we have, we're really not expecting much in terms of any moisture development aside from Hawaii Island, which we'll be dealing with more of those converging winds, a bit of extra cloud cover, and some rainfall upslope the Kona areas. So for today, rainfall-wise, you can see on our radar, not too much going on. We do have some more widespread showers, though, just to the northeast. You see what's on its way towards us. So those showers will be reaching Oahu and Kauai. Should be fairly short-lived. Thanks to the fact that our trade winds are quick moving, the rainfall that we're going to be seeing will be quick moving today as well. So along with our passing showers, do expect just the light rainfall, really just to keep our windward sides green. It's, of course, not something to complain about, keeping our islands lush and beautiful. But yeah, windward sides, especially if you're out for the morning, you might want to take an umbrella along with you. Today winds to 20 miles an hour. Tomorrow, those pick up speed even more so. So it's going to be a nice breezy weekend. Friday through Sunday, those winds to 25. And then we'll see them ease off slightly Monday back down into the 20 mile an hour range but gorgeous conditions and a lot of sunshine warm temperatures too ahead so do make sure you're staying hydrated hey jump into some of that hydration out in the ocean fun size waves south shores for all the details on that let's send it on out now to surf news network's betty dipolito who has everything you need to know for your surf today hey good morning bonsai betty Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Uh, no surf advisory is posted right now for us, but we've got a solid south, uh, southwesterly swell coming in. It's about three to four feet with some pluses. You might find some bombs once in a while. Watch out for those bigger waves uh, coming in, but it's, it's a beautiful swell with nice conditions this morning. Waikiki looks like about two to three feet with some pluses there. Everywhere else, more like the four-foot range and maybe even five-footers coming through at Sandy Beach, so pretty solid there. Makapu'u's checking in just one to three, and we've got paddling conditions on the North Shore. It is flat. Looks like a little bump in a couple days, but right now, battling and diving on northern exposures. And Makaha's picking up that south, too, two to three with some pluses, and another bigger swell uh, coming in next week. That would be an advisory swell from that southwesterly direction. High tide 11.15 today, 1.2 feet. Sun Pauhana time 7.18, rising at 5.54 with trades 15 to 20 miles per hour. So a nice, beautiful day in store for us. Here is today's Need to Know. No charges will be filed in the police shooting of Lindani Miani. The city prosecutor says the fatal shooting was justified. The attorney for the Miani family says he's still moving forward with a civil lawsuit against the city. There were 56 new COVID cases reported in the state yesterday with one new death. An Oahu man in his 50s. The state is now at 57.9% fully vaccinated. Starting today, bus riders on Oahu will no longer be using paper passes. The bus has replaced those paper passes with holo cards. Passengers will still have the option of paying with cash.
And after being closed for more than a year, the Waikiki Aquarium reopens later this morning. To avoid overcrowding, online reservation times are needed. Hundreds of deaths in Canada, Oregon, and Washington state may have been caused by the historic heat wave that baked the Pacific Northwest. Oregon reports more than 60 deaths that have been tied to the temperatures. Pfizer is expected to request emergency approval for a COVID vaccine for children. The company is trying to get a vaccine approved by September or October of this year for children ages 5 to 11. Kauai police are asking for help in solving the cold case murder of Amber Jackson. 11 years ago this week, Jackson's body was found by a pig hunter in a remote location, Kealia, after the 57-year-old was reported missing on June 23rd. Police are re-examining evidence and interviewing people who may have known her. And starting today, Honolulu police are ramping up efforts to crack down on drunk drivers. Checkpoints will be set up across Oahu through the end of August, looking for drivers breaking the law. And joining us now with more on where Hawaii stands and moving the state forward is the Lieutenant Governor and the state's COVID-19 liaison, Dr. Josh Green. Good morning to you, Lieutenant Governor. Thanks again for joining us today. Good morning. I wanted to start by asking you about the 11 cases on Kauai because that's a big number for Kauai. What can you tell us about those cases? Well, the, most of the people were unvaccinated, uh, very good people. Apparently, there was a large birthday party, and those who were, the, were unvaccinated came into contact with a couple people who were positive. And it will mean some spread. The 11 cases are of great concern. Hopefully, that can be contained by the Department of Health. One individual went into the hospital. I spoke with that family. Uh, he was doing okay as of yesterday. But, you know, we have grave concerns when anyone gets sick enough to go into the hospital. Uh, that person's oxygen was low. And... You know, this is the this is the pattern. We still have a lot to be concerned about because the Delta variant can spread, spreading across the country. And even though we have now 821,886 people in our state fully vaccinated, that leaves another 600,000 or so individuals that are not fully vaccinated, and they will be susceptible to catching the Delta variant and other variants in the coming weeks if we are not careful. Speaking of being vaccinated, the percentage of residents who are fully vaccinated is now 57.9%. We've been stuck at 57% for at least 10 days now. Are the recent vaccinations moving slower than you expected? Uh, maybe a little slower. The reality is there's just fewer people to get vaccinated, and those who remain are the individuals that were a little bit more on the fence. But these examples, like we're seeing on Kauai, are the exact reasons to get vaccinated. If you're fully vaccinated, you will not catch the Delta variant. If you're fully vaccinated, you will not end up in the hospital. That's just basically the reality. And no one has died who's been fully vaccinated. So for those hundreds of thousands of people that remain, even though we're one of the best states, vaccination is your key to safety and for the safety of your kupuna and your keiki. Keep in mind also that there's still 216,000 of our kids under age 12 that aren't even eligible for vaccination. So. It's kind of um, sad if we don't protect them also. So please, everyone, get vaccinated. In one week, more restrictions will be eased with businesses and travel. Why do you think Hawaii is ready, even if we don't reach that 60% full vaccination benchmark? Well, we're much more protected than any other state in the country, and the rest of the world has opened up. We'll do it carefully. We'll be opening up if you are vaccinated. People will have to use their vaccination cards to come here. 
and that is a, a sense of safety and security. Also, kids that come in or people who are unvaccinated will still have had to go through the pretest, which has worked for us. It's not 100%, but it's kept our case counts so low as compared to the rest of the country. We're like 70 or 80% lower than the rest of the country. So our process has always been better, uh, more protective. We've got a great shield against COVID, but life also has to go on. And so it's that balance. And finally, we are approaching another big holiday weekend. So I have to ask you, because last year, the 4th of July weekend meant big crowds and that beginning of that summer surge that we saw. This year is different. A lot of people are vaccinated. Are you concerned with a rise in cases, especially with the Delta variant continuing to spread? I'm not concerned, but I'm cognizant of it. Obviously, like you said, we're in a totally different situation. Uh, Two-thirds of all of our eligible population, 800,000 out of the eligible 1.2 million, are fully vaccinated. Set aside those 200,000. So we are a lot safer, but please still be safe, guys. If you go to a barbecue or a picnic and people are unvaccinated around you, or if you are unvaccinated, wear a mask, because otherwise we could see some spread of the Delta. Doesn't getting COVID and recovering from it provide natural immunity? So with all those people and those vaccinated, we should already be at or above 60% herd immunity, if not 70%, correct? Uh, well, it's definitely correct that anyone who had COVID has some natural immunity. And I would say that adds about 3 to 4% to our numbers uh, for immunity for the state. So instead of it being at, uh, you know, what is it, just 57.9%, we're probably somewhere around 61 or 62 percent of the population uh, with immunity. It's not enough to get to full herd immunity, but it is very protective. And just to clarify, once you get COVID, are you immune to the disease and the variants? For a time, as long as your body is still producing antibodies, though sometimes the immune response is not big enough. Sometimes you have a very mild case and you don't get a lot of antibodies. It's difficult to tell, but those antibodies can be measured with the blood test. The next question is from Jill, and she wants to know, any update on the vaccine for children under 12? Looks like September at the soonest, in my opinion. Uh, they're going to be very careful because there has been a concern. It's not uh, a large concern yet, but concern about some minor side effects, including uh, effects that affect the heart. Uh, very rare, and maybe we'll talk about that more, but that is something that we always watch for. And also, kids have not had very severe disease, so... No one wants to rush that. Yeah, and speaking of that, Sherry wants to know, as a parent, I read that there's a link to the Pfizer vaccine and a heart ailment in teenagers called myocarditis or inflammation of the heart. Is that true? And if so, what can you tell us about that? Uh, that is factual, although it's been very rare. And myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart muscle, anything that ends in itis is inflammation. That means that the heart muscle got a little inflamed. People have all gotten better. There were several hundred cases across the country, I think four or five here in our state. And again, like I said, people got better. Mostly it was between ages 18 and 30 and in males. What people feel is a little bit of uh, chest pain, a little shortness of breath, and they get treated. There were two people across the country that went into the intensive care unit for that, and they both lived, is my understanding. Uh, but these are the kind of things we check. It has been way outstripped by the benefit of keeping people from catching COVID and getting severely ill or dying. And that's the way they make the calculation as to whether or not we should still be vaccinated. Now, just to follow up, there's a lot of myths and misinformation out there being posted on social media. How do people separate fact from fiction? Well, separating fact from fiction requires looking at good sources. 
I much prefer uh, journals that have done research rather than people just spouting off on the internet. Also, if people are using crazy language and sending out mass blasts, you can be pretty sure it's not founded in science. That doesn't mean we shouldn't still be careful because sometimes the stories that you hear are worth vetting. I do vet all those stories, but listen to your physician, listen to the scientists, the epidemiologists. That's the best approach. And take everything with a grain of salt. Make sure you verify resources and uh, statements a couple different ways before ever spreading the information. Because in the information age with social media, things can get out of hand real fast. But basically, the vaccine's been very safe and it's certainly protecting Hawaii. And of course, you can get all your information on the Lieutenant Governor's Instagram account. Check it out. He'll have daily updates as well. Thank you very much, LG. You have a great morning and thanks for all the information. Thanks, man. It's great to see you. All right. Have a happy Fourth of July weekend. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with KHON to go.